<laughs> Here we go again. Starting in. Going down the only road you'll ever know. Starting in three. Like a drifter, I was born to one. <laughs> Hunting is a complicated profession. Don't you agree? We're back at it again, thank goodness. All sorts of technical problems already going on in this episode of the Mandalorian After Show show. Welcome along. But that's not your problem. That's our problem. Don't well, even worry about it. To be even more specific, it's Ryan's problem because he doesn't know how to run things correctly. So we're having to you do know this all over again. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything because I was going to be the bigger man, but you forced me. You've changed up the intro on me. You're not saying the exact same words that you normally do. And it, quite frankly, it's throwing our computers in all kinds of disarray. Well, hey, you didn't greet me with any nautical terminology this time. So right back We're at you, buddy. We're starting again. Uh, you got to introduce me first, man. I got to tell you, we, <laughs> well, you, you butted right in. I couldn't give you an intro. Our friendship is already strained. And we're only five, five episodes, episodes in, in and we're arguing like a old married couple. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, welcome to the Mandalorian After Show show. That shrill voice you hear on the other end is Ryan. This beautiful voice Hello. you're hearing right now is uh, Brady. It is a pleasure to have you along with us as we talk about everything uh, going on in the world of the Mandalorian, the best TV show on air right now. Uh, so thank Truth. you for joining us uh, to get this out of the way, Ryan. You're my co-host, cohort, and partner in this endeavor. You say ahoy, matey. That's how we start every episode. We forgot to do it this time because we've had so many technical problems, but we're finally going to get through it this time. Uh, so here we go. Thank you for joining us. We're a little worked up right now, but we're going to make look, it through it. Look, look starboard, lad. There yeah, she blows. No, nah, it's too late. Let's just talk Star Wars, all right? <laughs> I felt that was pretty good, though. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, it was. it was. I'll give you that. All right. Uh, but thank you for joining us. So the, the title kind of gives it away. This is a Mandalorian after show show. Uh, we are going to talk everything about the latest episode, which is Chapter 5 of The Mandalorian, which has a great title that we're going to get to. Uh, so if you haven't watched the latest episode of The Mandalorian, be warned. We're talking spoilers for the whole episode here. So go ahead and download this episode, save it to your podcast feed, come on back, and we're going to have a great discussion about it. So without further ado, here we go. We're talking Chapter 5 of The Mandalorian with the best title so far, in my opinion. It's called The Gunslinger. Ryan, before we get in uh, neck deep into all this, what did you think about this episode? I love the title, first of all, let me just say, because I feel like the title best represents not only the aesthetic of this show, but just the overall feel of all of this Star Wars underworld that we're exploring with the bounty hunters. It's so cool. We've talked s since the beginning about how this is like a Western in many ways, and this 
last episode was kind of like your seven samurais thing. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was a pretty West, you know, magnificent seven type thing. That was very Western. This may be the most Western (laughs) episode we've seen yet. Yeah. And it is my favorite episode that we've seen so far. Yeah. I, I I liked everything about it really. And we'll get into it, but what did you think? Well, I, I liked it as well. In fact, we texted each other, uh, the day this came out and we were like, yeah, I, I, I like this a lot. I told you it was my favorite episode. I, I mm-hmm. do want to clarify one point, and I haven't even told you this uh, yet, Ryan. This is my favorite episode, but I don't think it's the best episode so far. I still that I think the best episode still belongs to Chapter 3, um, but this is just I my agree, personal actually. favorite episode yeah so we're kind of on the same tune about this we are we are and i was thinking to myself i'm like chapter three is the best episode so far but after re-watching this latest one the gunslinger i was like no this is my favorite i think yeah but yeah i really love chapter three as well but we're not talking about that brady we've already got a podcast about that one it's great <laughs> it's fantastic yes best and one you should go listen to it until this one yes absolutely uh so what do you say we just jump right into this, man? So let's go ahead and start talking about this. I've already episode. got USA Today pulled up, man. I'm an indoctrinated <laughs> little like skull full of mush. I'm taking everything they give me and without question regurgitating it back out to you. I, I don't even I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. But let's start. <laughs> oh, they want me to subscribe. Five dollars a month for this rag? Are you kidding me? Good grief, Ryan. Can we just talk Star Wars already? (laughs) I'm trying, but you know, you keep wanting to get political about everything. So, well, (laughs) I have not, I've never mentioned politics on this show once. I'll have you know, good sir. Uh, But it seems to be a favorite topic of yours. (laughs) All right. I'm just, I got my finger on the pulse of of society, man. I I know you do. And. All right, let's talk Star Wars, please. Let's talk let's Star do it. Wars. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, but actually, I, I do want to say uh, or ask you one other thing before we jump into this episode. Uh, so chapter four, it, it wasn't our favorite episode. We both gave it lower scores. Not bad. Both both of us gave it a seven and a half out of ten. Uh, we're going to rank this episode a little bit later on um, or give it a score rather. But do you consider this episode uh, a turnaround uh, from that last episode? Do you do you think it was uh, night and day difference as far as the quality uh, or anything like that? You know, it's very similar in a way to the last episode because it's sort of another side mission. Sure. Th- and it, I, you could e- just as easily say, well, it doesn't advance the story like the last one didn't advance the story, but it feels like it, it does more. I think this was a better episode. I think it had, it was shorter actually, but yet it felt like it had so much more in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were so many more smaller moments that I liked that we'll get into in this episode more so than the last one. So I will say, yeah, yeah, it was better than the last episode. Sure. It was a step up. Yeah. Sure. I think it's the ball's definitely rolling or, or it's we're gaining speed heading into the final, final several episodes of the season. So sure. this was a good, 
good kind of direction to take. Yeah. Well, I was just curious. I wanted to see what your thoughts were. So uh, anyway, now let's jump into this episode. So uh, we open up on this episode and we finally get something uh, that, that that I wanted to see uh, that we mm-hmm. talked about in our preview episode. We saw it in the trailers and I was really pleased with what we saw. We get a nice little dogfight, nice little space battle going on uh, between these two ships and Dave Filoni, man. Once again, he's directing this episode. Uh, if you've watched uh, Clone Wars or Rebels, he has got just his finger on the feeling of what a space battle needs to be. There needs to be a clear yeah. underdog in any given situation uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to a space battle, if you want to make it good. And he has his finger on that pulse, and uh, he does a great job in this episode. They're not... There's no other ships around. They are literally just out in the middle of space, but yet it feels intense. And it y- does. It, it's, it's a, a really fun fight. to watch. I actually, I actually watched it just in the rewatch this evening. I watched that dogfight like about three times because I just wanted to like really pay attention to how yeah. it was shot, and it was it was fantastic. It was very similar to old war movie dogfights and things yeah. like that, which is kind of what George Lucas was going for in episode yes. four. So I think, you know, if that's the uh, look that they were going for, they definitely achieved it. I was going to ask you, I know they built a lot of miniatures and stuff for this show. Do you know how much, like if a lot of the, what we saw there, a lot of the f- ships and things like that, are those miniatures that they're doing? I do not have that specific information. There is still yeah. a lot production wise that hasn't come out. And like, we're still learning things about, you know, the pilot that are just now starting to come out. Um, so I think it'll be a while before we figure out or know any of that stuff. I'm really hoping in the future, they put out a bunch of special features on Disney plus that show the making of the first season. Yeah. Uh, that would be amazing. Uh, well, regardless, I, I, it looked it looked like episode four, episode five, mm-hmm. episode six style. Yeah. It didn't oh, yeah. look too shiny, too CG. Even if maybe it was yeah. all CG, it didn't look like it though. Yeah, well, that's industrial light and magic for you. And I, I do know mm-hmm. they have taken the reins on this project, just like anything Star Wars. They're going to have their hands on it. Uh, more than any other visual effects company out there, or they may be the only one on the Mandalorian. Uh, but uh, yeah, ILM, they know what they're doing. So uh, it, it, there's no wonder why it looks so great. So uh, the Mandalorian, he's in this dog fight and he's got baby Yoda on the back and uh, he's taking on this bounty hunter who is after him, who's after baby Yoda and the Mandalorian, because we saw on chapter three, Uh, He broke Bounty Guild rules and took back Baby Yoda, his bounty that ADRA turned in. And, you know, if you've watched the show so far, you're up to date on that. Um, But nonetheless, he's in this intense dog battle. He's been chased after by this bounty hunter who tracked him there. And it's a really cool, cool dog fight that I think everybody should watch. That's going to be a lot easier than us trying to break it down shot for shot. But towards the end of it, the bounty hunter who is after him says, I can take you in hot or I can take you in cold uses the Mando's line against him, And yep. the Mando 
does something really cool. He shuts off his engines. He's his ship is really damaged by this point. And he shuts off his engines and the bounty hunter who's coming after him literally flies past him. And the Mando fires up his engines again and says, that's my line and shoots him down. And you get Uh, that, you get that great star Wars scene where the ship's blowing up and the pilot's like, yes, (laughs) classic (laughs) star Wars. You got to have it anytime there's a dogfight. (laughs) but, uh, man, it was such a cool scene. And that's where we get the title. And I briefly want to say this every time it's gotten to the point. I love the theme for the Mandalorian. Every time I hear the, do 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 I I just love it, man. I I love I the music now. It's running through my head. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been running through my head all day long. It's so yeah. infectious in that way. Yeah. It's very triumphant. But one thing I noticed though, does the Mando not have like shields on his ship? You know, because every time in, you're in a any kind of Star Wars situation, they're like, fire up the shields, you know, yeah. rear deflector, sh- you know, and all that yeah. stuff. But well, it just made me I, wonder. It depends on the size of the ship. Um, now, his ship is a modified uh, Republic uh, clone army gun troop carrier, gunship, yeah, troop carrier, whatever you want to call it. I don't know the specific details or model number or anything like that. Uh, I believe those ships did not have shields. Smaller ships do not have shields. So like X-Wings don't have okay. shields. They can, sure, sure. They can course. throw, you know, put uh, their deflectors and attack or what, what do they say in episode three? Uh, put air spoils in attack formation or whatever uh, the line mm-hmm. is that makes their wings go <laughs> spread out. Yep. Um, <laughs> go into the X position. Yeah. <laughs> Live up to their name. But uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, his ship probably is small enough to where he can't have a shield on it. That's just my okay, cool. thought, maybe. Uh, but good catch. But um, anyway, so they get out of this dogfight and... Uh, yeah, we already kind of talked about the title. That's when we see the title, The Gunslinger. I was really happy when I saw that, and I was really happy they brought the the back. <laughs> I know. They heard the podcast last week and heard the disappointment. <laughs> That's why that episode I'm telling you, is good. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Disney, they're listening to us. They know how we they feel, really and they made up for it this week. They really did. Um, so anyway... They get all the dogfight. He defeats the bounty hunter and his ship is damaged. So he's got to land on the nearest planet. And so he starts flying towards it. And I don't know about you, but I saw that planet in the distance. I was like, no way. I I literally said out loud, yep. like, no way. Because it looked yep. exactly like Tatooine. And sure enough, he's going into landing and we can hear the, you know, aerospace control guy on the other end go this is moss isley spaceport we see you right now go to go and land in docking bay number 31 <laughs> and, I, and was I was like, like oh yes, yes. oh you man. know it's so funny and you and i talked about it in the preview episode about what we don't want to see. I'm like, I don't want to see any returning planets. I don't want to see anything and that's see, like I'm the Tatooine. opposite. 
but I was like, I don't want to see Tatooine again. But I'm telling you what, I was never happier to see Tatooine. Than that is what I'm saying. And I'm about to go on a little rant here, here in a second, based on something I've seen on social media this week. We're about to get to that. Oh. I just want to bring up real quick, as he's going into land, we see the exact same shot from A New Hope, uh, the special editions, where yep. it's got the two moons and the desert planet two glow. Suns, but yeah. No, it's moons. They're moons. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Tatooine has three moons. But oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking edition, of a different shot. You're right. You're yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. Tatooine has three moons, two suns, but in the special editions, whenever it pans down, you see the two moons plus the planet below. Um, so uh, just a recreation of that st- shot, which was uh, amazing. But let me bring this up. I've already seen... And this is what Star Wars fans do. And this is not a knock against people who feel this way. I'm just pointing this out. I've already seen a bunch of Star Wars fans this week who have been complaining about the fact that they go back to Tatooine in this episode. That That is crazy to me. People are saying... We want to see new planets. We want to see, you know, new places. Why are they going back to Tatooine? That's such a cop-out. Get over it. If you don't like it, first of all, you're entitled to your own opinion. I just think you're crazy because why is it such a bad deal if we go back to these places we've seen before in Star Wars lore? To me, that's the best part of it. People are saying, well, it's fan service. That, that's terrible. It's just a bunch of fan service. What's wrong with fan service? What is wrong with fan service? It's a reward for being a fan for this long. It's been 40 years you know, since we've seen Tatooine uh, since last time in a live action form. Why can't we go back? I was totally excited to go back to Tatooine. So were you. And sorry, I just... I had to get my little yeah. uh, emotional fit out of the way uh, because I'm I'm no, getting no. so tired of people saying that fan service is a bad thing because it's not always it can be I, but it's not always yeah yeah I I think I might have been one of those at the beginning of the season or before the series even started who said I don't want to see the same planet I I essentially did I was like I want to see new stuff new stuff man expand the galaxy. <laughs> but I think when I think the problem that I have, at least with revisiting old planets or introducing new planets that are essentially the same as an old planet, like if they had gone to a planet in this episode that wasn't Tatooine, but it looked just like Tatooine. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have thought anything about it on this episode, but if it was like in a movie, I'd be like, great. We talked about it in the movies. We're like, great. Another desert planet blah 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 we've seen that but in this show this already show, he's been to two other different desert planets in the you know he, the first yeah, episode and, yeah yeah sorry but i think sorry had to belch but i think <laughs> this is a manly <laughs> show <laughs> it is no girls allowed <laughs> but uh no i'm just kidding you're very, very welcome here but um the this show has brought so many new aspects to the series that I don't mind revisiting old things. I think if you, I think there is a problem with just leaning on nostalgia and just saying, Hey, hey, you remember this? You remember the way this looks? Remember these huts? Remember these, remember how that looks? Oh, look, it's the hanger. You remember that you, you like the hanger in the first one. (laughs) Here it is again. So I think if, 
you rely just on that alone, that's a problem. But I don't think this series is doing that. So that's why I don't mind these things because he goes to a hangar that looks like the other hangers we've seen. He goes to the exact same cantina. We see a character sitting in Han's seat in the cantina. You know, <laughs> yes. I don't have a problem with any of that. I don't. I think it's really cool. So yeah, and I, I what you're saying too, and I'm kind of on the same page with you. I loved exploring the passage of time in Tatooine because we see all these imperial helmets like we saw in the trailer the very first official trailer all these imperial helmets on spikes it's obvious the empire is no longer on tatooine and just in this brief episode it seems like tatooine has kind of died down some because yeah it's more low-key it's more low-key now because not low-key that's another disney character we're talking low-key as in low grade oh (laughs) I I'm made a vibe, funny man. one. Yes. It wasn't it's that a, funny, but you yeah, know, we'll, take well it. it was better than yours, but <laughs> I don't think it was. <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to put a poll up with this episode and ask you all whose joke was better. So no, oh, we're not we would, do but that. Oh no, I'm going to, I'm going to be sick the day that we have to do. I can't, I can't show up. Oh no, we lost it. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was about three minutes worth of material that was wasted by both of us, to be honest. But (laughs) (laughs) anyway, I I, I liked seeing Tatooine in this form. You know, uh, the Imperials are gone. We we hear very briefly about the huts in this episode, and it seems like it it doesn't seem like they're they're out of power on Tatooine. I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but it seems like their power has definitely been diminished. Um, with, yeah. Uh, well, the Bounty Hunter just, Guild doesn't operate out of Tatooine. So yeah. there's not all these, like, as Obi-Wan says, there's not, there doesn't seem to be anyway as much scum and villainy <laughs> as there <laughs> used to be. Um, and so... You know, the Empire has no presence there. And so, yeah, yeah, it seems a bit more like a town I would run and raise my family in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Moss Isley, a, t- a place for you and your family. <laughs> so We're anyway, Moss Isley, won't you join us? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he goes to the cantina and this was really cool. I was actually surprised that they went like all the way to the cantina. I was like shocked that we I know were on Tatooine. I didn't expect them to do that. So he goes to the cantina and this was cool. You know, we see some cool creatures around, including that cool grasshopper looking dude. He's back. Um, or he's maybe he never left. huge, man. I noticed that thing. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he's never left. He's been stuck oh, there because he's so big. He can't I fit know. out the door. So he's just been sitting in the cantina for like five years now. 40 uh, or, years. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, eight years. I think. Well, not that long, timeline. but yeah, yeah. whatever. But anyway, uh, so that was cool. I, I kept on wondering. I was like, I wonder what happened to the original barkeeper. I guess he's out of, <laughs> he, he got thrown out of his own place. Maybe. I don't know, but a, a droid, dangerous job, man, dude, it's crazy. Th- this dude wouldn't allow droids in his place. And now he's got droids running the place. So <laughs> I know automation J- man. just Talk shows you that what, what yeah. ratio stereotyping will do to you. It will ruin your business. Exactly. So don't do it. Well, and, and, <laughs> 
I mean, talk to, I mean, this is like what's happening at McDonald's. Like, you know, you don't want to work. Well, they'll put in a robot to do your job for you. (laughs) Hey, Star Wars always reflects. They're coming for us all, Brady. Yep. They're coming for us. It's like a T-800 out of Terminator. They're coming for us. (laughs) But uh, anyway, so he goes in this canteen. Those never stop. Hey, first of all, we completely skipped a scene. Uh, when he lands in the docking bay, he has a brief conversation with the uh, repair uh, woman there, the mechanic there. Um, I don't know her character's name. Actually, I do. Me... Oh, you do? I know. Good. It. I was just about to yeah. look it up. <laughs> uh, Pelamoto. Pelamoto. Pele. Sounds like... Sounds Pele, like mo- Pele Moto. Pele Moto. Okay, that sounds better because I was about to say that sounds like Hello Moto. You remember those commercials? Yeah. Anyway, well, it still sounds like that, but yeah, it still kind of does. Pele Moto. Well, anyway, uh, he lands a ship. It's damaged, and uh, as soon as the ramp is lowered, the repair droids, the pit droids, they're back from Episode One. Yeah, it's connections, not the connections I wanted, but hey, I'm glad we're starting to see some. Clone Wars and prequel references in Star Wars, especially with the show. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, so that's great. It's great to see in a live action format. They've done that a lot in you know canon so far, but it's just great and cool to see now. Um, anyway, those oh, droids. By the way, start- that's what my text. That's what my text message meant when because Anakin's like hit the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what that meant, but um, anyway, so the droids. They start walking over to the ship, presumably to start working on the thing. And Mando just pulls out his blaster and shoots him real quick. And a quick side note here. What happened to the Mandalorian's rifle? Did he leave it with Cara Dune in the last episode? Because we don't see it. We don't physically see his rifle this entire episode. That's true. That's true. I don't think he left it with her. Um, It's probably just on his ship. Cause you know, he does take it off. We see yeah. him in the first episode, take it off when he sits down in the, like the captain's chair. Yeah. Um, he didn't leave it with Mara back in that village. Did he? Because we know she can handle a gun. No, I can't remember rifles. I wouldn't think so. No, no. And that's too cool of a weapon. That's his signature disintegrator <laughs> right there, man. Yeah. No way they do that. Surely. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, I was just curious. He left it with Baby Yoda. He said, yeah. "Here, you know, here. If anybody take this trouble, rifle. <laughs> if anybody gives you any trouble, take this rifle that's about like four times your size and fire it. I'm sure I know you can handle will go it. all right. <laughs> uh, he took so care anyway. of that dirt rhino just fine. I know. I know <laughs> you can shoot this. <laughs> so he gets off the ship, and uh, uh, Pele Moto comes over and. Uh, she's mad because he shot at her droids. Anyway, she starts looking at the ship and she's like, Oh my God. I, she, I don't know what the actual actors or actress's name is, but she's really good in this episode. I liked her a lot. She is great. Yeah. She's yeah. Like, she's really man, good. You, you got some carbon scoring here. This is going to take a lot of work. You're lucky you even landed. And, I also yeah. want to point out the fact she's totally got an eighties hairdo, <laughs> which is I was really just great. about to say that. I was just about to say that. He's totally. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> I, I know I love like in rogue one, uh, and, and these movies that are really connected to the original trilogy, how they give them, you know, what the actors would have been, uh, the hairstyles, like what the actors would have had back then. 
Like, yeah. All the guys got really long hair. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, she's got, you know, big, poofy, curly hair. And this episode, it's great, man. It's great. Feathered. <laughs> Feathered. Yep, it is. It is. <laughs> it's great. And honestly, I'm going to say this. I want to say this. It's a good thing that Mando wanted to keep those pit droids away because you saw what they did to Quadranero's power coupling. Yes. They got sucked right into that thing. And, yeah. I and don't trust these droids. His chances of winning the pod race. So. I especially don't trust these droids for a reason I have coming up. I don't know if you noticed it, but I'm going to bring it up here in a second. Uh, so right. anyway, uh, he's like, well, I've got 500 uh, Imperial credits right now. And she's like, yeah, that won't take care of hardly any of this and he goes i'll get you the money how many times have i heard that before that's a cool line mm-hmm. uh once again dave filoni knows how to write star wars um just understands the language yeah, understands the pacing he just gets it um so anyway he goes into town goes into moss Eisley, and he's looking for work he's got to get some money to get his ship repaired so he goes to the, to the cantina which we've already kind of talked about and he meets uh, a bounty hunter he, he's never met before and um toro calican toro calican sorry i was trying to find it on my computer here toro calican um and uh this guy is <laughs> i really liked him from the start he's got his uh feet up on the desk oh i also want to say i i looked into this a little bit he's uh, the actor's name is jake Canavales, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I, the only reason I bring it up is because he has uh, Disney ties, at least through his parents. Mm. His dad is Bobby Canavales, who is the stepdad in the Ant-Man movies and was also recently in uh, The Irishman. <laughs> so... That's the only reason to bring it up. <laughs> what a connection. <laughs> what a connection. But uh, this is his first major acting role, and I, I thought he did a pretty good he's job. He's good, man. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty good, man. Anyway, he's got his feet I'm going to be honest. When what? I first heard his voice, he was slightly out of focus. I'm like, holy crap. Is that Hayden Christensen? <laughs> <laughs> he does like, sound no like way. Hayden Christensen, but no, I they know. wouldn't do that. I know. Uh, no, of I, course not. But I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny though. I can hear that now. But uh, he would make a good voice actor for you know Anakin in a show yeah. or something like that. But uh, anyway, so he's got his feet up on the desk and he's like, "Hey, I can help you out, tin can or whatever he says." <laughs> and so, uh, or maybe he calls the droid tin, tin can. I think he's called the droid tin can. Yeah, because the droid's like, I can't help you. I don't know of any jobs. And he, yeah. he's like, said to the Mando, he's like, step into my office. Step into my office. So anyway, um, he goes over to the table. This is exactly where Han and Greedo were. I kept on looking on the wall to see if I was going to see a blaster mark from wherever Greedo missed. Uh, I didn't see one. I didn't see one. And I still haven't watched um episode four to uh, on disney plus to see how that scene works out you know i i i wanted to see I have. who it's it's the same except who shoots first counting. uh so, greedo he greedo says shoots an extra first. word i think oh. so i think he shoots first i don't know he says a word maybe they shoot simultaneously 
Yeah, there's who that can keep scene, track of it at this. Point? That scene has been <laughs> changed so many times. Uh, it's I don't even ridiculous. know what's real anymore. <laughs> well, you know, in in the original cuts, all you see, all you hear is blaster fire, and you see a little bit of blaster fire, and then there's a ton of smoke, and it doesn't show who shot first. All of a sudden, you just see Greedo fall on the table, and Hani gets yep. up, goes over, and flips the coin. To me, that's the best version of it, because it's... Sorry about it, the mess. Yeah, yeah, sorry about the mess. It's the best version. We don't need to see who shot first. Alright? Uh, sorry, George, but I love <laughs> you, but you're driving us crazy. <laughs> I like the one edit where he like makes... Han's head like moves sideways, like CGI's his head over, so he like dodges the bullet. Sort yeah, of. just like how he steps on Jabba the Hutt's tail in the special editions, you know. And that obviously so seamless, so, so seamless, seamless, so beautiful, best work ever. <laughs> so anyway, totally ruins uh, the reveal in Episode Five, but I mean, beautiful. Yeah. So our our bounty our six, hunter I'm here. Sorry. Yeah, get it right, Ryan. Get it right. Uh, so anyway, our bounty hunter. Yeah, we've been so flawless up to this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our bounty hunter, he's like, "Hey, I can help you out." This is and what what is this assassin's name fin- or just Phoenix Shand? Phoenix Shand. She's, Shan. A, she's, she's an a hitman for the Huts. Yeah, yeah, and and other people, but like the Huts, and you know her work's dried up, and she's on the run. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. So. so that's got me thinking, like the Huts, maybe they're like their power has been severely diminished uh, since the Empire's yeah, that's fallen. The, maybe that's the impression like, I've gotten too. Yeah, I think it'd be cool, like side story, if you know Disney were to do something like, all right, since the fall of the Empire. Maybe that inspired the people of Tatooine and the Outer Rim because the Huts controlled basically a good portion of the Outer mm-hmm. Rim. What if that inspired them to say, hey, we're not going to deal with this anymore, and they have their own sort of rebellion against the Huts? That'd be yep. a cool thing to see. Yeah, I know. There's a some lot. Format. There's a lot you can do. Um, and we're just getting bits and pieces. We're getting this yeah. like, purge. We don't need the whole answer. Eventually, I think they'll give it to us at some point. Yeah. Um, because they spell literally. There's not one single moment of one character from the original trilogy that has not been explored. So I, we're <laughs> gonna get it at some point. But uh, but yeah, I just like these little little bits and pieces. It lets us sit here and talk about it. You know. Yeah. And you know, it it lets us dwell on this stuff a lot more. And which is exciting to me because it, you know, raises more story opportunities that we could see somewhere else. So, um, exactly. Yeah. I, I would much rather it be this way than to have like, uh, what's her name? The mechanic again, Pella Moto. Uh, it, that's, yeah. it's a lot better than Pella Moto just having a spill like, Oh Pele. yeah. Things of Pele actually. Pele, Pele Moto. It's a lot better than her saying, "Oh yeah, things have been a lot better here since the re- uh, the rebellion on Tatooine and the yeah. Huts were all killed. Things are a lot better." That's you know this. Yeah, keep it natural, people. Droids but, uh, have equal rights. L <laughs> three, but uh, anyway. So, our our young bounty yeah, hunter. Yeah, she started here. something, man. <laughs> <laughs> she started a revolution. Um, so our young bounty hunter here, he's looking, uh, for Madame Shan here, this assassin 
for a number of different people. She's got a lot of credits on her head. And so he's like, you know, you can keep the money. Well, we find out it's his first job. The Mandalorian, he doesn't want to take the job at first. He says, good luck with that. She's mixed up with the huts and all sorts of people. If you go after her, they're going to come after you. So good luck. And he starts to walk away. And finally this kid, he's like, it's my first job. I need help. You can keep all the money. I just need to get into the guild. So I need someone's help. So the Mandalorian—he's trying to make a splash, basically, yeah. so that he'll be a, uh, attractive to the guild. Yes, yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. And so, anyway, uh, the Mandalorian's like, "All right, go get two speeders, meet me at my docking bay, and give me the tracking fob." And the bounty hunter—he pulls it out, he looks at it, and then he just smashes it against the wall. And he's like, don't worry, I got it memorized all up here in my head. And Mandalorian's just like, go get the speeders and meet me over here. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, just stop. <laughs> stop trying stop to be, do whatever you're doing. Stop trying to be something you're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got from this dude the whole time was like, he's, he's trying to be, and I get it, it's his first bounty, but he's trying to be something he's not. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, we go back to the hangar, and this is what I wanted to bring up. This is why I don't trust those pit droids, uh, just like you brought up. Not only for their per- in their uh, totally totally on purpose ruining of what's his name's chances of winning the Quadranero. Quadranero's chances of winning the pod race in episode one. Actually, this- I don't think it was Quadranero. It was something else. One of yeah. them sucked into like the jet engine of it. I just wanted to say Quadranero because I like that name. <laughs> it's a good Star Wars name. <laughs> it's but a good uh, name. Here's another reason why I don't trust these droids is because on the rewatch, I don't know if you noticed this. So when Pella Moto and her droids are sitting there playing, um, uh, oh gosh, I'm Sabacc. going. Bl- they're playing Sabacc, Sabacc, Thank yeah. you. Yeah, they're playing Sabak. If you look closely, I noticed this in the rewatch two of the droids pass a card between themselves underneath the really? table. Yes. <laughs> I no, loved it. I didn't man. notice. That's hilarious. I loved it, man. Oh, it was so that's great. great. It's a cool Easter egg, man. That's so funny. Yeah. It's great. Oh yeah. I can't trust those shysters. Yeah. And it just shows you what a cruddy game. Sabak must be to play. <laughs> I know. But uh, anyway, so he I goes know. back. And, uh, by this point, have we, yes, we kind of skipped another scene with Pella. She has a few scenes in this show. So yeah, no, they were sitting there playing cards and she hears something coming out of the Mandalorian ship. And so she tells one of the droids to grab her blaster and she points it at the ship and she's like, I'd stay in there if I were you and she's probably thinking at this point, Oh, this is a bounty of this Mandalorians trying to escape or something. Yeah. And all of a sudden here comes baby Yoda. And my gosh, every single week there are the cutest shots. (laughs) That's the cutest shot of baby Yoda yet. When he's walking down (laughs) that looking kind of sleepy, look like maybe he's a little sad. He doesn't know where dad's at. (laughs) No man, but every, it is crazy how many baby Yoda memes are out there now. And just the world has gone aflame with baby Yoda love. And it's 
it's crazy, man. I, how they don't have merchandise out right now for Baby Yoda is beyond I, me. <laughs> I think it's either out or about to come out in the next few days, honestly. Yeah, yeah. They're timing it just right. I've seen with, a lot of, you know, yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff online for it. I don't know if it's on shelves yet, though. But Yeah. So anyway, um, and she sees Baby Yoda, and she goes over and picks him up, and she's like, Oh, you're so cute, and don't worry, I'm going to take care of you, because now I can charge the Mando even yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I did too. So anyway, now we have that scene with the bounty hunter and Mando, and then he comes back to the uh, docking bay, and um, she is like asleep, and so is the baby too, and Mm-hmm. He goes into a ship and he can't find him and he yells or something like that, wakes her up and wakes up the kid. And she's like, do you know how long it took to get me this, to get this kid to sleep? And, um, I know. Yeah. Like, I thought that was hilarious because and, he, he yells, he's like, where is he? And she, and she pops up. She's like, I'm awake. I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, he's like, he's like, give them to me, you know? And, or uh, we shouldn't say he has been referring to it, uh, Baby Yoda, as it the whole time. Yeah. So. Well, Mando calls. I think Mando calls him he. I think. But oh, he does. Pella calls him it or something. Yeah. Because he's like, "Where is he?" or something. Where is he? Where's the trigger? <laughs> but I. <laughs> then you have my permission to die. <laughs> oh man. I love The Dark Knight Rises. Great movie. But uh, anyway, back to Star Wars here. So anyway, uh, Pelamoto basically says, you know, hey, you got a lot to learn about taking care of a kid. So uh, it's obvious you've got work now. So I'm going to watch over the kid while you go and get my money to repair your ship. And don't worry, the droids aren't going to work on your ship. I can't believe this dude. He must have a rough history with droids because he doesn't even want these little bitty gunk droids or not gunk droids, you know, repair droids working on a ship. He really doesn't like these things. I know. I know. And, well, and, and when he goes into the cantina, he looks at the bartender droid and he's just like, Hey droid. You know, he doesn't say, Hey, I'm looking for work. He's like, Hey, he makes a point. Well, they all hey, treat droid. droids like toasters. You know what I mean? <laughs> Every leading male in star Wars minus Anakin is treated droids. Like crud. Even Obi Wan, to a certain extent, was like, <laughs> yeah. Obi Wan seemed like to it. remember owning a droid. He was with you for t- twenty years. But, yeah, it's uh, like it's like you see somebody at you know ten years, fifteen years later, and you're like, you're like, no, don't you? Didn't you go to school with them? And you're like, no, no, no. And they come over and they're like, oh, great, I'm gonna have to talk to him. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Eric. I- Eric. That's right. I knew that. Hey, I never wanted to see you another day in my life. Yeah. <laughs> but I see you've gained 50 pounds. <laughs> Great. Divorced twice, stri- are you? Wow. Wow. Well, those 50 pounds went of straight to your nose. <laughs> uh, our bounty hunter, our young bounty hunter friend, shows up with the speeders. And uh, now they go off to find Madame Shan. Well, uh, hold on. I do want to add something here because I sure. think this is important for later. Mando walks out of his hangar and he's followed by Pella. Uh, <laughs> they get on their speeder bikes and Toro, he kind of looks at the baby Yoda and he's just kind of like, 
what the heck is that? He's like, whatever. I don't, you know, whatever. So he does see baby Yoda and that's important Mm -hmm. for later. So I just wanted to add that. Well, anyway, so he's got these speeders. These look to be the exact same speeders that Anakin uses in attack of the clones when he's going looking for his mom. Um, I hate them. Lip quiver. (laughs) Fifth time. What do you know? (laughs) Uh, this speeder bike sequence yeah (laughs) this speeder bike sequence though where they're driving along in the desert i loved it oh terrific so star wars so the music is so good it's adventurous it's star wars man it's star wars i want to point out one thing though that i was kind of disappointed by and i i i i think i know the reason behind it it's total speculation but so We'd never see the twin sons in this episode. Never see them. Uh, if you notice, we talk, we hear them talk about them. We they hear talk them about talk the about sons. it. Like, yeah, but that's like true. We don't really see the twin sons. We never see the twin that's sons. Odd. And that's I found odd. it so strange that they didn't do that. And I guarantee you the reason they did that is because they were like, well, we know people are going to be angry already because we're going back to Tatooine. So let's no, not make it look surely not. Tatooine. I don't think they um, care what what people say, honestly. Well, they better. No, I'm kidding. But um, they better not. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Um, except well, we say that, and then <laughs> they should listen say, to us. I mean, you know, they should listen to us and nobody else. <laughs> All right, I don't want to get into how divisive Star Wars can be, but uh, anyway. Do you want to talk about the last Jedi Brady? Do you want to talk about Lion King Brady? It all circles back. <laughs> uh, fifth time in the row. It does. Fifth time in the row for the lip quiver, the Lion King, and the last Jedi. <laughs> we are hitting every single mark right in a row. But um, it feels right, it, doesn't it? It feels right. Uh, anyway, so they're speeding along, and uh, they get to a stopping point because they see a Bantha. Uh, ahead of them so uh what torah is that the young dude's name toro toro well what happens is is mando does the cool thing i love it in movies where like you know you've got like seals navy seals running down the hallway and then the leader like puts up his fist and they all stop and yeah i love it when they do that mando's (laughs) kind of leading him he kind of puts up his fist they stop and they were like look and he pulls up the binox and he sees the banthas and Toro's kind of like oh yeah these tuscan raiders i've heard the locals talk about these guys they're you know they're savages i hate them you know yeah (laughs) and um and mando's like the tuscans think that they're the locals you think that everybody else is trespassing and i love this little scene right here this is my favorite scene in the whole episode personally me too me too it really is it's so cool because it's so Western. It's like it's out of so a Western, Western. Movie, man. And we're not even to the best and, part and yet. No, we're not. And, but it's in Toro's like, well, they better stay out of my way because I'm a bad guy. You know, look out for me. And Mando's like, really? You want to tell him yourself? And he turns around and there's two standing right there. It scared and I, the heck out of I me. I freaked out. <laughs> it's I, me too. I was like, ah, run away. I was like, oh my gosh. I thought they were going to start blasting away. But no. This is such a great representation. Uh, in the Obi-Wan 
in the Kenobi novel, this is how the Tuscans are represented. And I highly recommend reading it because mm. it, the book is very much a Western and it presents the Tuscan Raiders as in their Indians, Native Americans. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, that's what the whole book is about is kind of this clash between, you know, uh, the, 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 you know, the Tuscans and the other people of Tatooine and, uh, I, I like that we got this little bit of it in here because the Mandalorian, he obviously has had either some experience or has some sort of knowledge about these guys because he automatically is like, don't do anything. Don't pull your blaster. I'll take care of it. Yeah. He hops off his speeder and he starts. He's doing so this. calm too, man. It's so calm. He's never <laughs> over excited about anything. He knows no. what to do. And he starts talking to these people through their sign language. It is so cool, man. It because is so cool. It's it's so Western because this is exactly is. like in the old West. You would have like a bounty hunter. It sounds like a you know a Western novel or movie or something. Hey, we, we mm-hmm. got to go get a bounty and we need to go through your lands. So if we trade with you, will you let us yep. go through there? And they end up trading exactly Toro's binoculars and. Uh, I love the line. Mando, he has a couple of great lines in this. Uh, and I like this one. He's like, hey, those are my binoculars, you know, binoculars or whatever. He's like, those binoculars were brand new. Yeah, he's like, they, they were. were. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, uh, I, you know what I thought, though? I think the I think the Tuscan Raiders have been, mis- have been misunderstood from the beginning. All they wanted, they just wanted Luke's binoculars. <laughs> you know in episode four they they weren't trying to hurt luke they were just like hey i don't have that model yet can i have and he, of course luke freaks out like you yeah. know and they just wanted if, his binoculars if he would just been like here bro here yeah. have it if you, you know, read fine the kenobi novel it, this is the frustrating thing about um modern day canon sorry side note here but it, it's true so the kenobi novel is not canon it's legends, uh, which is very frustrating because uh, if you read from a certain point of view, um, the novel that tells the story of a new hope from points of views of different characters throughout the movie, um, the, the, there's a chapter that is telling the story from the Tuscan Raiders point of view. And I find it very frustrating because the characters in that chapter are straight out of the Kenobi novel, which isn't canon, but yet Lucasfilm has said they haven't said that from a certain point of view is canon, but they have said that a a lot of it is. So it's like they're nitpicking here and there what they want canon and what they are. It's so frustrating. It's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, they do negotiate passage through no you're you're right though it is confusing but they do negotiate passage through tuscan land Mm -hmm. and and i like this next sequence too because we have another kind of couple cool minutes of them riding their speeders Mm -hmm. and then they they dismount again because they come upon a dewback and he's dragging Mm -hmm. his rider along (laughs) and and they're kind of looking over kind of a sand dune sort of. And uh, they're like, do you think that's, you think that's Finnick? And he's like, I don't know. We'll find out. And uh, I love how Mando runs down there and, you know, y- 
he flips the guy over and then he gets shot. How many times does Mando get shot in this? At least four, I think so many times, but I kept on waiting for that rider who was getting dragged. I kept on waiting for him to like turn over and start shooting or something like that. I know, I know, but no, he's, we find out he's another bounty hunter. He's got a tracking fob on him and it's blinking like crazy, which means the targets nearby and then he gets shot. And uh, he gets shot a couple times as he's running back, retreating over the sand dune. (laughs) And uh, don't worry, it got me right in the best car. (laughs) Yeah, caught me right in the best car. And, you know, he's like from that range, you know, it can take it. And then Toro's like, I don't have best car. And he's like, nope. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That was the best part. That's my favorite line in the episode is like, but I don't have best car. Nope. (laughs) And you're not gonna. He's like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, the Mando, he comes up with this idea of like, all right, she's got the high ground, which once again, I know. the high ground. Uh, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. And I, I, I seriously think they did that on purpose. Nothing is by oh, accident sure. in Star Wars. And I think no. that's why they put that in there was just to get a little high ground reference in it. Absolutely. But, um, um, so anyway, um, uh, he comes up with this plan. He's like, all right, we need to wait until night. That's when we're going to make our move. You take the first watch. And so uh, he leaves Tora, Toro, whatever his name is, up there on the sand dune by himself. He's going to take the first watch until the sun goes down. The sun goes down and Toro's uh, turns around. And he's like, all right, Mando, suns are down. Let's go. And he walks over to him. And I like this little part. He's like, Look at you, old man. Sleep on the job. And then he starts acting like he's pulling his pistol on him and messing around with him. And finally, the Mando goes, are you done? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, yeah. I was just just waking you up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's a great little moment, man. I like that. Yeah. 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 It's just one of a ton of great little moments in this episode. So uh, Mando's like, all right, if we ride towards her and we use this special, I don't know what you call it. It's basically a flare. It's a flare. It's a flare that will blind the scopes of people using scopes on a rifle. And um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, if we use this while we're riding, we have a chance. And Toro's like, uh, a chance? And the Mando's like, you wanted this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is what being a bounty hunter is, man. Yeah, this is what it's all about. There's no guarantees yeah. in this profession. No. So anyway, they start going along and they're hauling it across there to get to the ridge that Finnick is on. And uh, I like her name, Finnick, by the way. It reminds yep. me a lot of Krennic cool. from Rogue One. But, yeah. Um, oh. I wonder you start if running out of names at some point, so you just start to change. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Instead well, Finnick's of, her first name. Uh, so yes, we're gonna find the boy Duke and bring him back home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, troopers. You should look it up on YouTube. It is hilarious. Probably the best Star Wars fan film. <laughs> One, I best. would put it up there. I I would definitely put it up there. Yeah, it's good stuff. Anyway, so they're riding along and they fire the flare, and it blocks uh Phoenix view and so she can't shoot at first well then uh help me out here ryan yeah how does mando get shot off his ride 
Well, they're kind of alternating shots. Um, Mando and Toro are kind of alternating shots with the flares and Toro actually kind of misfires his shot. He shoots it and it doesn't go in the air. It kind of shoots kind of straight ahead and just kind of goes yeah. into the dirt and it doesn't go off. And so she can see Mando and she's, I think she's trying to kill him probably, but she, yeah. uh, she shoots the speeder, like shoots the front of the speeder and Mando flips off. So one of their speeders is toast and Mando is out in the open and <clears throat> Toro keeps riding along. Mando gets shot right in the chest flies back yeah and she is adjusting her scope and it looks like to me maybe i'm not interpreting this right but it looks because mando's kind of laying down and so she's looking kind of aiming at him but kind of aiming at him the angle is like up up his, his helmet, helmet you know? yes i thought the same thing yeah like, oh so, that's a killing blow like right a there. weak spot exactly and right because her scope kind of blinks like like you know winner 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 (laughs) and um and right when she gets that toro has made his way right behind her and kind of has the has the jump on her yeah and and he goes not so fast finnick yeah yeah and uh she's got he delivered that line really well he's like not so fast he was good he was good he he was really good him i was impressed um uh, she throws a little d- dagger at him. A little and, dart. Uh, have a, yeah. But uh, no, she hits him in the hand or something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then they have a little fisticuffs, mm-hmm. which is a pretty cool sequence. She reminded me a lot of her character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> just with yeah. like, hand-to-hand combat stuff. Yeah. So I don't remember the actress's name, but she's a character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember her name either, but uh, she's really good. She's good. She's really good. Yeah. And eventually, Toro basically gets the crap beaten out of him, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> and then finally, Mando makes his way back up there, and he says, nice distraction. Or, you know, thanks for the <laughs> distraction, whatever. Yeah. And they've got the jump on her. Yeah. And uh, such a Western know, film, next... man. It feels like, it, it take, take it out of the Star Wars context, it feels like, an episode of Bonanza or like a John Wayne movie or something like that. It's so great, man. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Well, anyway, she's sitting there and they Mando's making her cuff herself and she's kind of starts talking to him about like, so Mandalorian, huh? Don't see many of you, you know, and she brings up the fact and we finally get an official name for this planet that we've seen so much of in episode. Navarro. Navarro. Yes. And she's like, I heard she's like, you ever been to Navarro? And, and he, he doesn't say this, but I thought, I thought this uh, at the time when she says something about like, you ever made your way to Navarro? And, and uh, when Django Fett's like, possibly, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, that would have been a cool little anyway thing to do. I know. And, you know, I guess Mandalorians are, just really rare nowadays because I was thinking, Oh, there's, you know, a couple thousand on each planet. They're all kind of spread around. They just don't have a home. Basically. They're just kind of a nomadic people now or whatever, but they're so rare. Apparently that she's like, I heard there was a dust up with Mandalorians on Navarro. There's a 95% chance you were there, you know, type thing. And she's dead on. 
And yeah, so she's dead on. They, they bring her down to the speeder. They just got Guess one what, Ryan? Left. She's What's dead that? on. <laughs> oh, oh snap. I don't, I don't get it. I was no, I'm kidding. Just I do get it. I'm kidding. hinting it to the fact joke. that she is I laughed deceased. very hard. Later in the episode. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Whoa, spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. You may continue, good sir. Thanks. Uh, so they've just got one speeder left. It's just Toro's speeder. And uh, she's like, I like how a Fennec says, it looks like one of us is going to have to walk. And, and Mando is like, or we could drag you. Anyway, <laughs> I so, like that line. So they decide. And Toro says, you know, to Mando, he's like, okay, what's the plan here? What are we going to do? And Mando suggests that he go he strike out and find that do back that they saw uh, like 12 hours ago or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's that like, thing no hasn't way. moved. That thing hasn't even moved a hundred yards. Yeah. Thank goodness. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> he says, no, I ain't, I ain't doing that. And a couple times in this episode we've seen, or maybe it's not all in this episode. Maybe we saw some in the last episode too, but you'll see, a shot from Mando's perspective from inside his helmet and like how mm-hmm. he views things. Have you? Yeah, that? we saw that. It's really cool. Yeah. Was for the, the first time in this. We saw that too. No, no. I was just thinking this is the first time we've seen a point of view uh, a shot from inside his helmet. Okay, which I think is really cool. It's super cool, and he can kind of zoom in a little. He's almost got like binoculars built into his yeah. helmet or to his, you know, yeah. visor. Instead of having the little really cool. whoosh thing come down like Boba Fett, I he's know. got it just built right in. Sweet, but he kind of scans the horizon. And he can see it way off in the distance, yeah, miles away. And he's like, "Fine, you know, I'll go." And I, I don't know. I like the Mandalorian in this show because he's just so laid back. Like, yeah. He's just I agree. like, why don't you know? He's laid back with the Tuscan Raiders, and then everything he just takes it in stride, and he's just cool, calm, and collected. But he can get beat up a lot, and I like how he's not perfect in that way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, he strikes out. And he's like, I'll be back later, and he kind of looks at the kid. And he's like, Do I have to tell you? Don't let her get near the speeder, okay? We really don't need to get stuck out here. And he's like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, he strikes out. He's gone. And Toro and Finnick have an interesting conversation at this point. Finnick says, look, you know what? I can still make my rendezvous or whatever with my employers i can get paid and i can pay you yeah i can make my rendezvous in moss eisley she says specific so okay okay no 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 she says um she says a different town it's the town sorry yeah yeah that's anakin's hometown or whatever yeah yeah Um, you're right home of watto's junk garage but uh (laughs) what do you know he's like yeah, what do you know? <laughs> and uh, and Toro's like, look, I'm not interested in the money. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I, I I need to. You're my ticket into the guild. And he tells her that a couple times. And she said, look, this Mandalorian guy, 
that's your ticket into the guild. I'm she kind of convinces him. She's like, I'm not really much of anything. She says his Biscar steel is worth even more than the price on my head, let alone the fact that he's a wanted man by everybody in the bounty guild right now. Yep. And, and you can kind of, when she said his Biscar is worth more than my bounty, you can kind of see him think he's like, yeah, but I'm not interested in the money. I'm not interested in the money. And then she goes, you know, there's a Mandalorian that just caused a lot of trouble with the guild on Navarro. And I, if you brought him in, you would definitely be a legend to the guild. They'd let you in no problem. I mean, they would <laughs> welcome you with open arms. You'd be set for the rest of your life. And he's, and he says, how do you, how, how do we know that this is the right Mandalorian though? If I were to do this, bring this guy in, <clears throat> She says, you know, they say word on the street is that he still has his asset with him. Mm-hmm. Well, she she tells him that, you know, he yeah. broke. And broke they the say it's code. a child. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, they think it's a child. And you see Toro is like, whoa, I saw I saw that cute little baby. Yoda. Yeah. I wonder what was I going saw on a there. kid. <laughs> and and she's like, look, if you're worried about going up against him. I can help you. Don't worry about it. We can do this together as a team. And he essentially is like, sounds like a good plan. And let me stop you right here because so they decide to team up and I I was thinking this whole time, she's going to double cross him. They're going to go to take him down and she's going to double cross him and then try and take out the Mando himself. And that's just going to be the end of this character. But they actually did the opposite thing. They did out of nowhere. It, it shocked me, man. Cold-blooded, man. Cold-blooded just pulls out his blaster, shoots her right in the gut. Yep. I, 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 I didn't expect that, man. It legitimately uh, shocked me the first time I watched it. I know. It. Well, and to think, I'm like, dude, that's a, you know, that's a, a bounty right there. That's yeah. a, a valuable bounty. Yeah. I guess but, you're uh, taking her in oh, cold, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Somebody is. We I did skip over something earlier because he's like, he said, you know, something about she's no good to us dead. Mando tells Toro that. And I just thought that was funny <laughs> earlier. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, I do remember but, that. Uh, anyway, so Toro, he uh, he double times back to Mos Eisley. And finally, the next morning, we see Mando slowly waddling up on his little <laughs> desert cow. <laughs> exactly. Stop. And, uh, <laughs> and, but uh, I just want to point something out here. Yeah. Uh, a Mandalorian riding. So a Mandalorian riding on a dewback on Tatooine. If you would have told me this show would have given me that. I would have been sold on that alone. Absolutely. It's totally Ralph McQuarrie artwork come to life. It is 100%. And it's yeah, 100%. And uh, I also wanted to point out the fact that the, I, uh, I love looking at the, uh, I guess it's concept art that they show during the yeah, credits of each episode. That was my favorite artwork. Uh, Me too. Uh, from Me this too. episode was the artwork of him on the do back and he has his rifle. It, oh, yeah. Oh, it's terrific. So cool man i really hope they release like a book that has all this artwork in it that imagery it's right out of the holiday special i don't want to say it too (gasps) loud 
I, I don't want to say is. it too loud because Disney might hear this, but I know it is. I know they're it's really referencing it a lot. They really want to do it, Brie. Life Day. They really want to do it. I freaking hashtag release Life Day cut. But uh, <laughs> 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 oh gosh. <laughs> so Mandalorian, he heads back to Tatooine or to Mos Eisley. I'm sorry. Uh, and when he gets, he goes back to his hangar and he sees that the speeder bikes there. And so he unholsters his pistol and he goes in slowly mm-hmm. and eventually Toro with hostage. Well, we hear Yoda. his voice first and we can't that's tell right. where he is. He's yeah, like, that's right. Yeah. I forgot what yeah, he said. He's, basi- he's, like, he's basically kind of laying, giving him kind of his, the deal kind of like, I'm going to take yeah. you in and that's, this will be my entrance into the guild. You know, you're yeah. much more valuable than anything else around here. So he tells Pelamoto to go and cuff the Mandalorian and, uh, Toro is, he's just kind of giving his big victory speech. Like, yeah, he's monologuing. Yeah, he's monologuing like a villain should do. And Pelomoto goes up to uh, handcuff him. And this is the interesting part to me. Uh, he's got his hands up behind his head. And I thought it was funny because I, I was thinking the whole time, why would you handcuff him when his head hands are up on his head? And only then do we realize that he's holding the little um flare uh, flare thing and i was like oh okay that's why he's got his hands up instead of just kind of around his back and i love how pella whispers you're smarter than you look (laughs) yeah (laughs) i thought that was so funny funny i know there's a there's a lot of great little one-liners in this episode this is a very well-written episode yes i i agree i think dialogue wise it's the best written episode so far i think so too because i really noticed it a lot in this episode yeah i i really thought wow this is great there's a bunch of great star wars quotable lines in this episode it suits the universe it suits the characters mm-hmm. well and everything yeah but anyway he shoots off the flare it kind of blinds uh toro he starts firing just randomly randomly and he's and, holding baby yoda still yeah he's still holding that. baby yoda and mando just kind of slipped off to the side and waited for kind of the dust to settle and Toro sees him and he kind of turns. And I think Mando was waiting to get a clean shot at Toro. Cause he wanted mm-hmm. to know exactly where baby Yoda was. Yeah. Like he just I think so like too. Shoot towards Toro and accidentally yeah. kill the child. And Mando takes a dead eye shot. hits Toro. It looks like in the chest or something. He falls off the ramp and both both Mando and Pella run over there and they're looking for the child. Yeah. Pella's like, we got to find him. We got to find him. And, and he's hiding behind these, you know, packages or whatever, yeah. uh, you know, equipment off to the side. And Pella's like, Oh, that was really loud on your loud really large ears. Wasn't it? Ears wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so it's funny. So darn cute. Yeah. <laughs> Give them to so, me now. Hey, can I say something about Baby Yoda really quick? Please do. <laughs> well, thank you, good sir. So, in the last episode, we were talking about how uh, you mentioned. Yeah, could I noticed? Uh, did I notice in the last episode any differences between like? Could I tell if 
uh, one image was a puppet Yoda and one image was a CG baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I didn't really pay attention in the last episode, but I specifically did this episode. Yeah. I can kind of tell, I can kind of tell Yeah, there's, it's not, it's no, it's, it doesn't look bad at all. It's just yeah. very subtle. Uh, you can just kind of tell a little bit. Yeah. And you know what? But. It's hard to do. It's hard to make a little green thing look realistic no matter what you're doing. So I know. Uh, I know. It I, looks it, better than the puppet Yoda from episode one. And to be fair, both of us are specifically looking for things like that. And the I only know. things, uh, the only reason we do that is because we're into that kind of stuff. So. I know. And I hate to even bring stuff like that up sometimes because you because know. Because it's not a knock against anything. It's really not. And you know the guys that work on this, the visual effects department and, and the, the, those kind of guys, they spend months and months trying to perfect this just to have a couple of no name idiots on the internet be like, yeah, I can tell a difference. Yeah. Not very good. And it's like, Seriously. so I hate to even bring it up. Seriously, but just, this, yeah. this does not even come close to, you know, a Sonic the Hedgehog situation. No, no. Like that. We're not even in the same galaxy as that Mm. situation. No, No, it looks looks fantastic. It's just, like I said, we're into this kind of stuff. We're used to noticing that sort of thing. That's the only reason we even bring it up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But Mando does what all good cowboys do. He raids the dead body of Toro. Yes. (laughs) And Toro's got a stash of money on him, man. Yeah, he does. Um, He's really not interested in money. <laughs> I'm kind of starting to doubt. I'm kind of starting to doubt this is his first bounty. I think he's done a little bit of work before then. You know what he strikes me as? He strikes he, me as some like rich kid who like has decided me I'm too. Be a bounty hunter. Yeah, and but he can't buy his way into anything. So he's like, "What do I, I need help getting it?" You know. Yeah. Well, he's got an earring, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> channeling his inner Morgan Freeman is what he's doing. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, I like how Pella is like, so I guess you didn't get paid, huh? Well, dang it. That's too bad. And Mando just kind of dumps the, all the credits and stuff that he found on the body in her hand. He goes, will this cover me? And she said, yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I will. (laughs) She's a great character. She really is the hair and everything. (laughs) (laughs) And like in the last couple episodes, Mando walks aboard his ship. It, you know, it closes it up. He kind of steps into somebody's life, makes an impact, kind of causes some chaos. And then he just (laughs) kind of slowly slips out. Yeah. uh, It is so crazy. The drastic differences between this past episode and this episode uh, where it, it comes to the same ending, but different circumstances. But we and the way feel the story totally was, different about it, it. it. It's so strange and so funny. And that's the beautiful thing about having a Star Wars TV show is we can have differences yep. in episodes and yep. stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, but w- one more thing before we uh, kind of close out uh, uh, talking about this episode in specific detail. I, I don't know if you noticed, but I, I kind of think it was done on purpose. Whenever he is flying off, um, we uh, he, he kind of banks to the left. And I don't know if you noticed, but the two 
uh, engines that you're seeing from behind whenever he banks to the left. I think they purposely did, did this. It kind of looks like the two suns you see on Tatooine, like Luke staring out the two suns. Very um, cool. No, I did not notice that. That's good. Yeah, that's interesting. Just a thought. You're yeah, so because, artsy. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so one of us has to be. <laughs> but And I'm not and even from, the artist. You are. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, but. From there, the episode closes. No, it does or not. Does it? Oh, does it? oh! I see what you were doing there. Yeah, I was about to freak yes. out. I was like Ryan, how could you forget the most important thing in the episode? But uh, space spurs, <laughs> space spurs. Uh, yeah. So the next shot, we think it cl- it goes to black, and then it cuts yep. back open. And I, I was kind of shocked. I was waiting for the credits to start, and it. Uh, you see someone walking towards uh, uh Phoenix dead body and here to clean to clean yeah they're clean they're jingling we don't know if yep. it's spurs or what it is to clean to clean to clean they've been Did down you hear those sleigh bells ringling jing jing <laughs> it is that time of year Brady <laughs> it is that very special time of the year but i doubt that has anything to do uh, with this character we see at the end. So anyway, um, they bend down, look at Finnick, and then it cuts to black, and we roll the credits. So based on that, Ryan, the question has to be asked, and I'm pretty sure we're going to be asking this all the way until the end of the first season. Who is the mystery man or woman? Who is the mystery person? Well, got any speculation? I've got a couple and I don't know if they hold water. (laughs) Probably not. So at the very beginning of the episode, the pilot, the bounty hunter that's chasing Mando, who's like, I can bring in hot or cold. Well, at first, before he spoke, I was like, is that Bill Burr's character? I was like, no, it's not Bill Burr. And then when they come across the dewback dragging, dragging the, uh, the writer, I'm like, the bounty hunter. I'm like, is that Bill Burr's character? I'm like, no, it's not Bill Burr's character. And then when I first saw this, I'm like, is that Bill Burr's character? But it could be Bill Burr's character. I watched, I rewatched the trailer a couple times again. There's only one shot of Bill Burr in uh, the trailer. Uh, he's kind of shooting, shooting his pistols. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, know, I know what the, you're talking about. I don't think the exact costume lines up properly with what we're seeing, but who knows? Characters can change clothes. At first I was like, as I felt pretty confident most of today, I'm like, that's Bill Burr's character. Yeah. But, uh, the more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, you know, in reality, it's probably, um, Oh, who's the actor who are the character who's like, uh, looks to be commanding like the death troopers and stuff. Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, do we know his character's name? He plays Moff Gideon. That's uh, right. And he's a former Yeah, he's a former imperial uh territorial governor that we hear about in A New Hope and all we know is that his life has been changed ever since the destruction of the second Death Star. Mm. That's all we know. Okay. Well, I thought I'm like maybe it's his character and I'm probably leaning towards that. Because they both seem to be wearing capes, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. But I honestly, I don't know. There's a lot. I've looked at some kind of theories online and there's a lot out there 
obviously. Yeah. yeah. But what about you? Do you have any theories? Yeah, so I as well scoured the hollow net for theories about who the mystery person could be. And uh, the results uh, are in. We don't know. The results are in. It's Bigfoot. <laughs> Whoa. And, uh, yeah. It's a major twist. Never saw that coming. But uh, I knew he was out there. Yeah, he was out there somewhere in the Star Wars <laughs> galaxy. <laughs> but uh, I always knew Chewbacca and Bigfoot were related, and now we're going to see it live. <laughs> exactly. But uh, no, uh, I honestly didn't think of uh, Moff Gideon, Giancarlo Esposito's character. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I looked at a few different, you know, um, uh, theories out there and some people say, what if it's Darth Maul? Well, uh, apparently you didn't watch rebels because that seems like a very low, uh, I wouldn't keep my expectations high on that no. one. Although we have seen Maul come back from just about anything. So, um, multiple times, <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> um, some people have said, well, what if it's IG-11? I could see that. I don't know why he's jingling around like that, but... He's you know, wearing shoes, though. <laughs> I don't IG-11's know. IG-11's got little, like, triangle feet. And, and more than likely, he'd walk up to <laughs> Finnick and say, I am ready to self-destruct. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think it's IG-11. And then a third theory I heard, which I this isn't going to happen... <laughs> Not one bit. I think I know what you're going to say. Who do you think I'm going to say? Boba Fett. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Get Get out of my head. I've seen that, too. Yeah, it's not going to happen. There's no way they do that. John Favreau would have killed to have used Boba Fett in this series, and Disney told him no. That's total speculation. I don't know that for sure, but it's true. What for whatever the reason, I'm glad they're not using Boba Fett. Me too. This Look, character is fantastic. I love this guy. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna Mando I'm talking about. That that's what I'm talking about. I am I'm gonna put this out there right now. And all you Star Wars originalists who think that the original trilogy is everything, y'all can just get over it. The Mandalorian I like better than Boba Fett. I'm putting He's it out there. Than Boba Fett. If you look at what if you look at what Boba Fett has actually done on in the live action on the big screen versus what Mandalorian has done, it's not even close. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lore of Boba Fett is much bigger than what he actually does on screen. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Boba Fett as much as the next guy, but Mando is a terrific character, not yeah. just in the looks and what he can do, but just the character development we've seen with him has been great so far. Yeah. So, yeah, I like so, it. So that's the end of the episode. We uh, get a really cool cliffhanger, and man, my interest is peaked for next week. I'm sure yours is too. Uh, what I you gotta, got, Ryan? I got to say this real quick. Throughout the series, I've enjoyed every episode, but in the back of my mind, even without realizing it, I've been like, you know, something's missing here. <laughs> something's missing. And I think what it is is a a season villain. There hasn't been an antagonist in this season. And We're maybe and I know it, we've only, I know we've only got like three episodes or whatever, but I think that's what we're introducing. Cause the moment I saw that, I thought, 
that's what I've been looking for. Yeah. You know, an overarching villain. So I'm glad we're getting one. It, at least that's what I think we're getting. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the end of the episode. And uh, then the credits roll. So let's break the, th- this down a little bit. Ryan, uh, we're going to s- save our score for the last. Uh, so let's just hop right into <laughs> our favorite time. It's time. Ryan, what do you think was Bantha Fodder? <laughs> Not much, man. I don't know Not if much. I have a bantha fodder. <laughs> I don't know if I have a bantha fodder. You know what, though? This episode, when I saw the runtime again, I was like, oh, come on. Because <laughs> it's only like 35 minutes or it's really yeah. short. 36, but, I think it was. Oh, is it? Okay. It's a little bit longer than I thought then. But I was wanting another 40-minute episode. But no, this episode is so jam-packed. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't have a Bantha fodder for this episode, man. I liked everything about it. Yeah. I think I'm going to say the same, man. I, I, cause I can't think of anything that I would rather have seen or, or did, I can't if, think of anything that did, I there's been like, there's nothing Bantha fodder about this episode. And the only thing I could even do is nitpick at maybe one or two little bitty tiny things here or there. They didn't show the dual sons or whatever. Yeah, you, you know, just little things like that, but really not I much. Was, I thought it was great. I thought the music was great. Oh, the music is wonderful. So it, oh, man, it's so wonderful. Because yeah. he seems to do different scores for each episode. Like, I don't yeah. think he's used to the and same. they're very like, distinct piece of music twice i it's, yeah yeah it's yeah. everything was on point this episode that we talked about so, earlier the writing was oh well I, we're <laughs> go well, ahead i'm starting to get to into tra- my so wizard so <laughs> well i was about to transition uh now it's time for the other side of the spectrum ryan what did you think was so wizard this is so wizarding <laughs> annie Oh wait! What if the what if the boots at the end are freaking kidster from episode oh, one? Yeah, he he that bends be. down, looks at Frenick, and he goes, "That's so the race cool. of course, <laughs> the race of course." <laughs> That's uh, so wizard. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. What, what 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 did you really really like about this episode? I thought th- I thought kind of the the mission, so to speak, like going after Finnick. I thought that I'll call that the mission. I thought that was great. I liked the whole aspect of their. I liked everything about it. I don't. It's hard to pick a point. <laughs> if I were to say like, oh, my favorite moments. Um, I would say that I thought, um, Pelomoto was great. Uh, I think there were, I, my favorite scene was the negotiation with the Tuscan Raiders. I thought that was so cool. Um, anything with speeders, I've always been a sucker for it ever since (laughs) return of the Jedi. It's just, I've been a sucker for it ever since. And that was great. Uh, but I one little side the, note here. I loved the the production on this show is great. I loved how whenever they would get on the speeders, they would kind of bounce. You know, I know. I'm like just how do they little things like that. 
I well, know, I know. They probably did the same thing like what they did in A New Hope. They No, I mean like in Star Wars, like I'm sure there's oh, a, I'm sure somebody Anti-gravity. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're the Sorry, guy. I'm a nerd. <laughs> Boy, nerd alert, nerd folks. alert. But yeah. um but that was that was what I thought was so wizard. My favorite scene was was the Tuscan Raider negotiation. Yeah. What did you think was so wizard? Well, that's uh, you. You got it right there. That was my favorite moment in the whole show was the negotiation scene. Um, man, this episode is just so solid. I, I think besides that one scene, the thing that I thought was so wizard uh, was just throughout the whole episode, the writing was on point. Oh, the dialogue was great. That the story of this episode was great. Uh, all the character the you know, a couple of new characters that we got, they were, uh, they were a lot of fun and, uh, everything about Revisiting it. Revisiting Tatooine wonderful. felt right. It felt right. And it felt organic. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel no. like, Oh, it didn't feel well, like, of course he's going back to Tatooine, you, you know, yeah. or it, it didn't feel like we've got to go get a bounty and it's on, Tatooine looking at the camera like dun 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 <laughs> it didn't feel you know that it, it just yeah. felt right and natural it makes me happy you know I, I loved revisiting Tatooine and seeing it in a new time period a new light and I yeah I just had a lot of fun with this episode and I really didn't yeah. have a lot uh, a, a lot of problems with it so uh, Ryan, what would you score this episode out of 10? I've been debating this ever since we watched Me the too. <laughs> and based on what I've said about it, I don't see how I can give it anything less than a 10. Really? I just, I don't, because I'm like, I just said, I'm like, I don't have any problems with it. I thought it was great. Blah, blah, blah. I really think this was a, uh, I guess my reluctance, it says a lot, but I don't know. It's a 10 for me. I thought it was terrific. You know, you just convinced me because all day I've been thinking, you know what? I'm going to get a, give it a 9.5, 9.5. And that's why I'm going to give it. But we've been talking about this episode now for a long time, <laughs> this whole time. There's really nothing either one of us has any problems with it. Yeah. And trust me, for any of our listeners out there, we don't do this on purpose. We do not coordinate our scores or anything like that. Yeah. We, it just works out every single week to where we both feel the same way about an episode. Yeah. Ryan, buddy, I'm right there with you. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. And that's a great feeling. <laughs> it is a great feeling. It's a very rewatchable episode. Cause I've watched yeah. it. I've only watched it through twice, but I've watched multiple scenes more than that. And during the second rewatch, I was already thinking, cause I watched it right before we started the podcast and I thought, Same. Oh man, I can't wait to watch it again after yeah. we're done. You know, and that's yeah. a great feeling. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm excited to watch it again. Um, do you have any predictions for what's going to happen? That's exactly I what nothing, I was about to bring man. up. Like, I don't know what to go. This here. series is so up and down when it comes to predictions, because like for two episodes, it was like, okay, we, we know what's about to come next. Uh, and then 
you know, for the past like four episodes, it's been like, okay, what, what, or, or for the past three, uh, two episodes, it's been like, all right, I have no clue what is coming up next. Like, I, I it's exactly. almost like how I felt. You know, I remember talking at the end of The Force Awakens and we had like some predictions about what may come next based on the way that movie ended. Both of us saw The Last Jedi and it was like, oh my gosh, I have no clue what's going to happen. Now. I know. It's the same with this series. Like, I have it no is. clue what is going to happen now other than that mysterious figure we see at the end of the episode is going to come back. And we're going to see yeah. who that is eventually. So. <laughs> That's you it. Can pretty much copy and paste my prediction from like the last three weeks right here, and it'd be the same. Something... We gotta get the Death Troopers next episode, right? <laughs> They're coming, right? <laughs> I'm I'm serious, man. I think that's gonna be the last episode. I really think so. Yeah, I could see that being the case. Yeah, I I, I seriously have no clue. I I, I just don't know what, what to think. Although. I had a really dark thought today. <laughs> what if the reason Disney is so hesitant on putting out Baby Yoda merchandise is because he dies? <laughs> <He's> dead. <laughs> Disney, I don't think that would stop him. They put it out, strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. The kid dies. That's it. Yeah. Oh, boy. That would be. Can you imagine if Baby Yoda dies? Ooh, that no. As, as as much as the internet and just people in general have freaked out over Baby Yoda, they've got to be. If they had killed Baby Yoda at some point, um, in, in the series, they are rewriting that ending for that character now, as we speak. Yeah, I <laughs> and reshooting kid, it. I don't know if the kid's gonna have you know, a larger impact on the series after this season or not, who's, who can say, mm-hmm. but they've got plans for this character. Yeah. Don't, don't kid yourself. I mean, yeah. they've got books and comics and spinoff shows. You've got to know yeah, that they, they want to, they want to really capitalize. <laughs> it's going to get this. his own cartoon on Disney plus in the next year. You heard it. I'd here be okay first. with that. I mean, I'd watch it. We'd probably yeah. do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, that wraps up chapter five, the gunslinger of the Mandalorian. A uh, little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, we really want to remind you that next week, uh, first of all, uh, it's another episode of the Mandalorian. I think we're both very excited to watch it. It's Rick Fama. You always butcher his name, so I'm not even going to attempt it. <laughs> he did chapter two previously in this series, so he's returning. Uh, the story is by Christopher Yost, who uh, has a lot of comic book cred uh, to his That's name. That's right. Done a I lot. Recognize of, the name. Yeah, he's done a lot of Marvel stuff, so I'm very interested to see. Uh, possibly what that's uh, going to be about. And I, I I think if I could have one request for next week, and it's not that it's a problem, it's not that it's an issue. I, I'd kind of like to see a longer episode. Uh, Me too. I, I really hope the season ender is really long, especially just because you know, know. the season ending one. I know. Um, so that is chapter six next Friday, der- Thursday, December uh, 13th. Uh, chapter seven, this chapter seven is the week 
uh, The Rise of Skywalker comes out. That episode release date has now been moved. It'll now come out five days after Chapter 6, the Wednesday before the Thursday night premiere night of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, it, so that is December 18th. And then uh, the final episode of The Mandalorian comes out almost 10 days later, December 27th. Uh, Taika Waititi um, directing that one. So yeah, three more episodes of The Mandalorian left. It's hard to believe. But yeah. um, So uh, not only that, we also want to remind you, yes, we are still planning on doing our commentaries for the last, uh, the last Jedi and the Force Awakens, uh, both of those will be coming out before the Rise of Skywalker. We're still working on timing issues, trying to figure out yep. when we we can both sit down and do those It'll episodes. Happen, It'll happen. It will happen. Sure. So stay <laughs> tuned. We promise yeah. we will get those out before the Rise of Skywalker. And then and uh, we're going to be doing a Rise of Skywalker episode too. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. So. Yeah, we're going to do a Rise of Skywalker review episode, and then we'll have another episode, uh, the last episode of The Mandalorian to review. And then, in 2020, big stuff is coming your way. Uh, It's podcast-related. We're not quite ready to share all the details on it yet, but we're we're definitely going to be sharing more. Uh, over the next few weeks because quite frankly that's all the time we got left but yeah i know uh, <laughs> maybe we should get on that <laughs> maybe we should get on that but uh, no we're still working we're out both the very excited details. about it though we're very excited it's been a long time coming yeah it really and, has uh, yeah man it, I, i'm excited for 2020 <laughs> not a lot of star wars going on but uh, uh hey we're gonna be having fun that entire year uh yeah. so stay tuned for all that Ryan, buddy, do you have any closing thoughts or anything you want to put out there? Just that it's hard to tell, honestly, <laughs> just between me and you, Brady, it's hard to tell how many people actually listen to the whole show. But if you are listening <laughs> at this point, we appreciate it. You know, it's just Seriously. Kind of fun for us to do. If you're listening, thanks. If you yeah. don't mind rating us on iTunes, that helps somehow. I think they that's yeah. what they say. And, uh, yeah, just be on the lookout for our next project coming in 2020. Yeah. As well. Hey, look, we get it. We both listen to our our own podcast and stuff like that. Uh, not talking about this one specifically. I'm talking about you know other people's podcasts. We get it. You're not always going to listen to the bitter end, but hey, we appreciate that you are right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and seriously, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or wherever you're listening, giving us a thumbs up or star or whatever it is. Uh, you can give us, we really appreciate it. It yes. lets us know that you like what we're doing. And uh, so that's your way of speaking to us right now. So thank you very much. <laughs> so without any further ado, we just want to both thank you for listening to our chapter five recap. I got it right this week. Chapter five. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Clap uh, applause all around, but no, seriously. Thank you for joining us this week. We'll see you next Friday for our chapter six review and recap. Thank you for joining us here on the Mandalorian after show show. May the force be with you all. Did you notice that baby Yoda sounds just like Yoshi? Meow, meow, meow. (laughs) No, I I'll be honest Uh, with you. I didn't notice that at all. (sighs) Ah,
You're such a noob. 